Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. We do not have to be slaves to sin any longer. That is, that is an amazing blessing that we have. Not only are we saved, but we don't have to be burdened. Amen. We don't have to keep making the same stupid mistakes over and over again. And, you know, let's be honest. Um, ain't nobody perfect in here. We accept a perfect gift from a perfect Savior. Amen. Um, so we don't, we certainly don't uh, get on our high horse or judge or condemn anybody else because, you know what? We all have things. Each and every one of us have many things that we can give up, that we should give up for the Most High God. Amen? So um, this can and should be the day when we begin to search our hearts and see what kind of rubbish we're holding on to, some unprofitable stuff that is not good. Amen? And uh, it, it, it's, a, it's hard to preach like this. It's hard to teach about this kind of stuff, man, because I don't want to come across like I think I'm better than anybody else or, or anything like that. I, I don't, we're not like that at all, man. We're, we're all... We are all sinners saved by grace, amen? But because of that grace, because of that precious gift, that should do something to us. There should be a, a change in our hearts, you know what I mean? There should be a change about the things that I used to do. Um, they, they should at least begin to start to bug me, you know what I mean? That, hey man, I shouldn't be doing this. This isn't God-pleasing, amen? And sometimes we just have to pray, God, I know this ain't right. I know this is not right, but I really like doing it, or I don't know how to stop doing it. You know what I mean? But I know it's not right. So God, give me the desire, give me the strength to get over this. And listen, what is Philippians 4.13? What is that? We can do all things through Christ, amen, who gives me strength. Now look at that verse real fast. I can do some things. We can do all things. Well, does that mean I can fly across four lanes of traffic? No, not unless God needs you to fly across four four lanes of traffic, then it'll make a way for you. And don't test that out and don't tell anyone I told you you could do that. Um, but what I'm trying to say, man, is if you need to do something, if, if you have a desire to be obedient to the Lord, if you have a desire to give up some stuff that's been holding you down, that's been hurting your relationships, you know what I mean? God will be there with you. He will make a way where there is no way. Remember, I can do all things through Christ. You can't do it on your own, amen? But I can do all things through Christ because He will give me the strength Amen. We got to get our eyes off of ourselves. Let's be honest, man. We, we, sometimes we give in to temptation so easily because we're focusing on ourselves. Amen. I got this coming to me or, or man, that just glimmers and shines too much. You know what I mean? We keep our eyes on the cross, man. There's going to be some changes in attitudes and behaviors. Amen. So any old hoot and holler, uh, turn with me to Romans 6 and verse 20. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your anointing this morning. Thank you, Father, that your will is going to be done. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for strength, Lord. We love you. Tell them you love them this morning. Unless you don't love them, then you don't have to say it. But if you love them, why don't you go ahead and tell them, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I praise you. Give them some praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because he is a good, good father, ain't he? We are blessed. So Romans 6 and verse 20. Okay, remember last week we were talking about slavery. Okay, and you imagine reading this letter, the Romans reading the, the Romans Christians reading these letters. You know there were slaves and free people in those services? You know what I mean? Christianity really is the great equalizer. You know what I'm saying? 
Can I explain that a little bit? Maybe I should explain that a little bit. Okay. We were all sinners, man. We were all sinners. But when we accept that precious gift, there's no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no slave, there's no free. You see what I'm saying? We all belong to the Lord, and He loves us all. Amen? That's something to get stoked up about and to get excited about. Amen? So anyways, in these services, there would be uh, uh, slaves and free people. There would be Gentiles and Christian Jews in these sermons. You know, so when these letters are being read, you know, the Apostle Paul can probably anticipate, hey, some people, um, this could make them a little uncomfortable. You know what I mean? But he was that serious about getting this point across, man. You, you don't have to be a slave to sin anymore. Amen? You don't belong to that master anymore. You have a new master. All God's people said there's a new sheriff in town. Amen. Romans 6 and verse 20. For one, you were slaves to sin. Okay, were we? Absolutely. Each and every one of us were slaves to sin. Amen? We, we did whatever we wanted to do. We were living for ourselves, but in, in reality, we were living for Satan. You know what I mean? And we weren't a threat to Satan, but you know what, man? He kept us awful busy, didn't he? Amen. And man, when we were slaves to sin, what kind of fruit were we bearing? What no good fruit was it? Amen. But we can all look back. We can all look back and see, you know what? Those days, those really weren't the good old days. Like your mind will play with you sometimes. You know what I mean? Those weren't the good old days. And we all were slaves to sin. Now, here's the thing. Because we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ now, amen, we do not have to be slaves to sin any longer. Amen. Are y'all with me this morning? Because the finished work that Jesus Christ did on the cross takes away that power. Amen. It, we don't have to be bound by that anymore. We can say no to that sin. Even, even when it has that, that amazingly strong grip over your life, you, you think, well, this is just how I am. This is my personality. I'm a product, a product of this because this is how I was raised, yada, yada. My dad did this, so I, whatever. I know all about it, man. We all, we all do those types of things. We, we uh, think about those things and say, well, you know what? It's cool for me to do this because this is my rationale. This is why I do this. You know what I mean? No, God says uh, that we need to be obedient to this word. And if we love him, we want to do the things that he commands. Amen. So if we truly love him, the things that we know are not God-pleasing, we want to turn them over to him. Amen? So, for when we were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. That is the truth, man. When we were slaves to sin, the last thing that was on our mind was being a God-pleaser. Amen? The last thing that was on our mind was uh, walking holy before a holy God. Amen? There, there was no righteousness in us, and we didn't care about it. You know what I mean? That's just how it was. We were living for ourselves. Amen? Uh, look at 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. Now, this is a good one right here. Amen. We didn't want to be righteous, but are we righteous now? Now, think about that. There was no righteousness in us back then. You know what I mean? We were living for ourselves. We were sinful folks on a way to receive the punishment that we deserved. Amen. For, for being disobedient. For being disobedient. You know what I'm saying this morning? But as Christians, are we righteous now? <laughs> That's amazing, man. That, is, that just blows my mind right there. Amen. Because we used to could care less about it, and we weren't righteous. But something amazing happens to us that should really excite us and help propel, propel us, push us to want to be obedient to the Lord. Amen. Because some of these things that we do that aren't God-pleasing, they're so ingrained in our lives. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not just talking about those things that if I said, you know, I, I'm doing this, you'd be like, ooh. All God's people went, ooh. Okay. 
But I'm talking about those things, man, that maybe we haven't even realized that these aren't God-pleasing things. These aren't God-pleasing thoughts. You know what I mean? Or I don't know how to shake this stuff. I know it ain't good. Okay? We've all been there, and we all got those things. Amen? See, something amazing happens to us when we accept that precious gift. Amen? It, okay, let me read this verse. For, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. For our sake, He, God the Father, for our sake, He made Him, Jesus, to be sin. Who knew no sin. Okay, that's old news, right? Jesus Christ never once sinned. Didn't do it. Okay, He could have, but He did not. If He would have sinned, He would have had to pay for His own sins on that cross. You know, you know what I'm saying? But he was that sinless, spotless lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. You know what I mean? He wasn't just caught up in some snowball effect where all of a sudden he thought he was going to go into Jerusalem and things were going to turn out different. He knew exactly why he was going into Jerusalem. You know what I mean? He had already agreed to that. He would already signed off on that. You know what I'm saying? But see, look, this is what happened for us, man. And this should really be something that changes how we look at this sin. You know, first of all, it's not impossible to say no to it. I'm not saying that we will ever, ever, ever completely stop sinning. You know what I mean? But we can definitely, we can definitely become more like Jesus Christ and less like ourselves. Amen? For our sake, God the Father made him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, what Jesus Christ did at the cross, we might become the righteousness of God. That's awesome. So, in other words, the sin that I am guilty of, the sin that you are guilty of, and that our grandmas and grandpas are guilty of, you know what I mean? That was placed on the back of Jesus Christ. That sin was imputed on him and our children's sin. Amen? See what a wonderful thing has happened? But at that same time, the righteousness of Jesus Christ was imputed on us. Isn't that awesome? So when, when God sees us, he sees the righteousness of his son's act on us. He treats us as righteous. Amen? Isn't that good? That is the best news you guys have heard all day. I guarantee it. So there should be something changing in us. You know what I mean? Genesis 15 and verse 6, right there on your monitor. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. That's that change right there. You, didn't, you don't become an awesome new guy like, I don't want to ever do things I shouldn't do anymore. You know what I mean? But there should be a change where you feel like, oh, my goodness gracious, this does not make the Lord happy. I need to change this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But you become something new in a way. That old man is dead. So because of that righteousness, because of what Jesus Christ did for us, we can, at that moment, from then on out, through what Jesus Christ did, we can say no to that sin. Amen? But we got to want to. Amen? we got to want to. we got to get to that place where we're like, uh, I kind of like doing this, but uh, Jesus isn't cool with it. And let's understand that. Man, he's not. Amen? All those people said he's not. <laughs> All right, 2 Corinthians, I hope you guys are getting something out of this. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, coming to you out of the NLT, man. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ, raise your hands. I want to see a, a show of hands. I'm not going to tell nobody. Do you belong to Jesus Christ this morning? Okay, good. Good deal. All right. We're heading in the right direction then, Sister Rita. Okay, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. You see, we do become a new creation. But sometimes those desires, a lot of times those desires don't just go away. You know, they're right there. Amen? And we got to put that flesh man down daily. Sometimes minute by minute. 
hour by hour sometimes. You know what I mean? But we are that new creation, and we now have that ability through Jesus Christ to live a new God-pleasing life. More of Him and less of ourselves. Amen? This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. You understand that? We're new people. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. That's a beautiful thing right there, man. <laughs> we are the righteousness of God in Him through Jesus Christ. That's amazing news, man. You know what I mean? We accept that gift because you can't earn it. You don't have enough money. You ain't good enough. You ain't cool enough. You ain't hip enough. No matter what your mama says, you ain't handsome enough to make it happen. You know what I mean? And there's some good-looking folks in here, but it don't work that way. You know what I mean? Let's see what Jesus Christ did, man. That's an amazing thing. The biggest, bestest news you'll hear all day. Amen. For when we were slaves of sin, and we were, and we still have things that we need to give up. Amen. There's still things that are burdening us, that are making us miserable. Amen. For when we were slaves of sin, um, you were free in regard to righteousness. You didn't care about doing the right thing. It was all about yourself. Verse 21, but what fruit, listen to this, but what fruit were you getting at the time from things of which you were now ashamed? Wow, that's a mouthful right there. We just got invited through the Holy Spirit. Look back at your unsaved life before you became that righteousness of God in him. You know what I'm saying? What kind of fruit were you bearing when you were out there doing the thing, when you were doing whatever you did? So are you saying, Paul, are you saying that God can't take my pains of the past and my mistakes of the past and make them into something beautiful? I'm not saying that at all. Uh, God can and will and does take your ashes, your disappointments, and make them something beautiful. Amen. What Satan means for bad in your life, God will and can turn around to something beautiful. Amen. So I'm not saying that. Amen. But what I am saying is at that time, when you were sinning, when you were doing the thing in the old world, whatever you wanted to do, what kind of fruit was being produced at that time? Nothing good. Nothing good at all. Matter of fact, if we look back, I don't, I mean, I don't think anybody in here was like this. But when I look back at, at, at my old man, the old life, me, I can kind of cringe a little bit. You know, be like, oh, man, I really did that. But in a way, I didn't do that because that man is dead now. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Amen. But listen, man. What kind of fruit were we bearing? Was it awesome, beautiful fruit? Are you saying that we didn't have fun back then when we, were, when we were living for ourselves? No, I'm not saying that either because sin can be joyful for a season. It really can. That's how we get the hook in the old jaw. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it doesn't lead to any good fruit. Amen? But thank God during that time for his mercy. Amen? Thank God that somebody was praying for you. Thank God that Jesus said, I'm not going to let you go. Amen? You can run. You can hide. You can, you can do all those things, but you're just going to make yourself more and more miserable. And when you hit rock bottom, you're going to have to look up. Amen? And I'm going to be there like that prodigal son's father. Amen? So we cool? Everybody cool? But what fruit were you getting at the time from things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of these things is death. And that's true. That's absolutely true, man. The fruit we were bearing was bad, rancid, no good, no life to it. Amen? So as Christians, man, and we hold on to these things, and it, it doesn't even have to be out of rebellion. You know, it doesn't even have to be like that. We might not know how to shake these things. You know what I'm saying? Or we might not even realize it at this moment that, hey, this is not a good thing. 
But if we ask the Lord to search our hearts, and if we get into this word, um, guess what? This word will expose to you, hey, these, these things need to be dealt with. Amen? Y'all with me? Okay. But no good fruit. Can we agree on that? You aren't bearing any good fruit. I'm not saying you didn't work hard. I'm just saying there was nothing, nothing good coming out of you that was giving God the glory. Amen? But now that you have been set free from sin, this is Romans 6.22, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. That's some strong language right there. That's pretty strong, man. You know what I mean? But now that you have been set free from sin. Do you know that uh, after the Civil War, after the Civil War, when the slaves in the South were granted their freedom, some slaves did not want to leave the plantation. They didn't want to leave the plantation. They could not imagine a life off of that plantation. They could not imagine, not all of them, but some of them were like, I'm too old. Uh, you youngsters, you go about it. You know what I mean? But this is all I know. And a lot of us are like that too. This, this life is all I know. This is how I was raised. This is what I do. I do accept that precious gift, but I don't know how to stop doing these things. I don't see how I can stop doing these things. And, and some of these ex-slaves, even though thousands of soldiers and sailors died for them to be free, you know, and all that blood was spilled, they were saying, I'm just going to stay here. You see, think about that. What's been done for us, man, in that precious blood that was spilled so we can live in victory? Amen? And it is scary at times. It's totally scary at times. Like, man... I'm going to mess up, man. I take two steps forward. I take one step back. Man, we're still moving in the right direction. You know what I mean? We're still doing it, man. Sometimes, man, it's got to be minute by minute. I know I've been saying that every week, but that's the place we really got to get, man. God does not always say, oh, God's people, uh, you will no longer want to do this. You will no longer want to do this. He can. You know what I mean? I know people, well, when they got saved, certain desires were just gone. I never said a cuss word again in my life. I don't believe you. No, I'm playing. <laughs> no, but I mean, hey, man, God can do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of the time, he's like, man, you know what? Turn your, everybody, turn your eyes. We got to keep our eyes on Jesus, man, and think about what's been done for us, man. And it is scary making those steps. But you know, we can. We can have victory. Well, no, this is, this is just, this is so deep. This hurt is so deep. I can do all things through Christ, not through yourself. I can do it through Christ. He will make a way. Amen. We have to make that decision that I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Okay. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. That's some strong language, but that was, that's what the Lord's shooting for. Amen. I want you to be my sold out servant because back in the old day when Satan would put something in your face, you're like, hey, I'll be right back. I got to go do this. You know what I'm saying? Or you go out to get the, the jug of milk and you come back three, four days later. Does that make sense? Okay. God says, you know what? Like the apostle Paul, man, he was a really, really good sinner, man. He was awesome at sinning. You know what I mean? He was killing Christians and, and that was his business and business was booming. You know what I mean? But when he got fired up for Jesus Christ, man, he became that zealous for Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and Jesus is saying to us this morning, hey, listen, you don't belong to him anymore. Amen. So stop burdening yourself with things that I already paid for you to be set free from. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Okay. First Corinthians six and verse 19. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Whoop. That's true, man. 
the greater one indwells us. That's, there, that's a mouthful right there, man. Because how often, think about it, man, and, and uh, let it be convicting because it'll about make you cry like it does me, man, that we drag the Holy Spirit around to do uh, horrible things. You know what I mean? Because the Holy Spirit indwells us. Amen? Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? There's that grace. There's that grace. There's that awesome gift right there. You have received from God. You are not your own. Let that sink in this morning. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Okay. We need to uh, understand that, you know, and take it from our, our heads and let it get to our hearts that, you know what? I'm not my own. Amen. I have been bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. There, there was that precious blood was spilt for me. Amen. So my sins have been washed away. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And I don't have to live like I'm a slave to sin anymore. Amen. Because Jesus Christ paid for me to have victory over that. Amen. All right. God is good. Tell the truth. Okay. <laughs> Amen. All the time. But now that you have been set free from sin, give them some praise because you've been set free from sin. We don't live like it sometimes, but we have been set free from sin. We don't have to give in to that anymore. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification. Instead of the old you that was bearing rancid, harvesting rancid, dead fruit, amen, now you're bearing good fruit, amen. Isn't that awesome? Amen. That, that God's got a reason for you to be here. God's still working on you, man. And God wants to use you more and more. And he wants to bless you and advance you. Okay, y'all with me? The fruit you get leads to sanctification. That's what it's all about. You're saved by grace. Amen. And the Lord says, you know what? I'm not taking you home yet. I just saved you. Okay? Get excited about that. Let that be something that propels you to be obedient. But now you need to get into this word. Amen? And let it renew your mind and be obedient to it. Amen? And give, a, give up this stuff that's not good. Amen? That's not God-pleasing. Amen? And the Lord is the whole time, guess what He's doing? He's maturing you. He's maturing you. We're growing in intimacy with Him. We're getting farther and farther away from that sin backpack that we're just so used to carrying around. We're getting distance between us and the old man. Amen? The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. That's awesome. So let me get this straight, Paul. I'm imagining somebody saying that. So let me get this straight, Paul. Um, I'm obedient to the Lord, which will lead me to eternal life. So Christianity really is a works base thing then is what you're saying the more i do uh for god the better my chances are of getting in through those pearly gates that's not what he's saying that's not what he's saying at all you are saved by grace you'll become the righteousness of god through jesus christ's precious gift amen you see what i'm saying there but because we love him because we are thankful we want to be obedient to him we want to let me say this there's proof in your salvation that you can see that you can see for yourself by staying under and being obedient to the Lord. You know what I mean? Does that make sense this morning? You can tell that you belong to Jesus when you don't jump off the ship as soon as somebody teases you or as soon as it gets hard or you realize, hey, you got a choice, um, serve me wholeheartedly or straddle the fence. Does that make sense this morning? Our obedience will prove, will show, hey, I do belong to the Lord. I'm not playing again because you know in your heart whether or not you're playing games. Amen? You, you might be able to fool Sister Claudia. You might be able to fool uh, Brother Dwayne. 
but you cannot fool the Most High God. Amen? Okay. The fruit you get leads to sanctification, and it ends in eternal life. But see, at the end of the day, when we take our last breath, the whole time we're down here after we're saved, man, we're on that sanctification. The Lord is maturing us. Okay, but one day, if the Lord tarries, our hearts will take that last beat, and we'll wake up in the presence of the Most High God, and that's going to be eternally awesome. All God's people said eternally awesome. Okay, let's wrap things up. All in favor of wrapping things up, say aye. Okay. Romans 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. Everybody knows this verse. I say it almost every week. I don't know. It's a good one. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when we work at our jobs, we're working for a paycheck. We want a paycheck. Well, the wages that we get for being that sinful person, for being that unsafe person is death. And as a Christian, amen, when we continue to do things we shouldn't do, guess what, man? You're not bearing any good fruit in those areas. Those are dead areas. Those are areas that the Lord can't use you in. You know what I'm saying? You are a miserable person, right? When you won't give up certain things, when you know, hey, this is not God-pleasing, um, it should grieve you, uh, grieve you into repentance, amen? But the more you try and, and get away with it, the more miserable you're going to be. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Okay. All right. All right. Galatians 6 and verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Is that true? God's not going to wink at our sin, no matter how comfortable we are with it. He's not going to. Amen. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. You're not going to be the one person on the planet Earth that gets one over on God. You're never going to be able to be the one person because it never can happen. They'd be like, uh, there are some stuff in this that ain't true because I misproved it. I can do whatever I want to do, and I ain't going to reap what I sow. Nope. It don't work that way. That, that right there, he's warning us. It's a plead almost. Yeah, if you belong to me, you need to be obedient to this word, amen? Because not only are you going to dirty up your witness, not only are you going to be miserable, amen, but you are going to set some things in motion that you're going to have to deal with. I'm not saying you're not saved, Amen. That's between you and the Most High God. Amen. But when we do things we shouldn't do and we, we refuse to give them up, man, we will have to reap what we sow. But also at the same time, when I sell out to the Lord and I want to be obedient in every area, increasingly so. Amen. We're going to bear some awesome, amazing, beautiful fruit. Amen. Some good results for the Most High God. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there it is right there, man. So much has been done for us. And through that, we have access to the Father. We have access to the Holy Spirit, which wants to guide us, wants to lead us, wants to direct us, amen, wants us to mature, amen, and gives us the power to where we can say no to these things, amen? So I want to encourage you guys, get into the Word of God. Let's, let's renew our mind through the washing of the Word, amen? A couple chapters a day, a chapter a day, a verse a day, but chew on that verse, whatever. Get into it and chew on it. Meditate on it. Your word I've hidden my heart that I might not sin against you. I'm not trying to act like I'm perfect because y'all know I'm not perfect. You know, I'm just saying, man, that we can live in victory. We can live that increasingly Christ-pleasing life. Amen? And so much has been done. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more. And may God bless you.